0: And we start by bidding adieu to 2022 with a big good riddance.
1: What makes a bad year bad? There are three main ingredients famine, war, and disease. We can look forward to another year of decreasing living standards and possible world ending events.
0: But here's the thing we get knocked down, but we get up again. I get knocked down! Cue Danny Boy sung incorrectly.
2: Danny boy Danny boy
0: When she sings Danny boy that's <laughs> not Danny boy is it No it's lit. no it's not <laughs> But isn't that in the public domain like were they afraid of, of not being able to use Danny boy
2: Oh Danny boy the old calling I think it was a compositional choice, because there's also, uh... Don't cry for me, next door neighbor. Which is like an Evita interpolation, I guess?
1: Yeah, and the State Farm Insurance jingle, <laughs> which is written by Barry Manilow. Like
0: a good neighbor, State Farm is there. He wrote that. Wow.
1: He wrote that Band-Aids, Dr. Pepper, McDonald's, cars for kids. <laughs> <laughs> Not.
2: <laughs>
1: That's why there's so many goddamn key changes in that. <laughs>
0: I am
2: Barry.
0: Line? Manalo. Manilow. Thank you. All
1: right, come on. What are we doing? Three, two, one. Untitled Beatles Podcast. Okay. Well, wow, the new year just started. Happy New Year to you, TJ.
0: Happy New Year to you, Tony, and Happy New Year to our special friend. <laughs> I just need a minute to compose myself. <laughs> Compose
1: what? yourself on the piano if you would, please. <laughs> Can you compose yourself on the piano?
0: I'm TJ Shannon. Happy New Year to you Tony, happy New Year to you Casey. It's so nice to start the year with all three of us together. We ended the year together on Twitch and those tapes have been burned. Yeah. Yeah. There
1: was alcohol involved. We lost everything so we're we're retaping this, we're recreating Our episode looking forward to the year 2023 here on the Untitled Beatles podcast. Our producer Casey is here. Hello, hello.
0: I'm Tony. I'm TJ Shanoff, back for my final year at the Untitled Beatles Podcast. Oh, final. Okay, okay. Go. It's gonna be a, every every episode. There's Casey's gonna put highlights of all my great stuff. It's gonna be like a full. <laughs> it's like when when Kareem retired. Every every episode's gonna honor me with something. Kareem Acrore. <laughs> you order a Stinky dingle, you get a copy of "Stop and Smell the Roses" flambe.
1: Well, it's been great working with you, TJ. Uh, Good run. How was your? How was everyone's holi- holiday?
2: Wow. <laughs> See, this is the problem with having three people. Like we, you know, my holiday was great. Thanks for asking. Uh, really quiet. I stuck around Los Angeles. I felt really bad. I was that asshole who, as this blizzard, you know, blitzed across the United States. Would send the screenshots of the uh, weather forecast in Los Angeles to all my Chicago friends and family. Uh, but you know, we saw some friends here. We did virtual holidays with our families back in the Midwest, and enjoyed the uh, the eighty degree Christmas Day. It's pretty nice. Fuck you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> sorry I, mean, I can't hide it
1: no it's true it just that's you're in los angeles the air quality is great and you know watch out for everything else
2: <laughs> just try not to get stabbed at target
1: you know don't get stabbed at target don't uh, don't fall in an earthquake hole and uh watch out for them landslides and wildfires and uh all that fun stuff
2: mountain lions <laughs>
1: mountain lions yeah
0: <laughs> coyotes okay la people can I ask you a question why was everybody mourning the death of like a a, a tiger or something like was there was like P-22. a 22. Neighbor-
2: (laughs) P-22, the famed mountain lion of Brentwood. P What the fuck is going on?
0: Well, it's a heartbreak and bittersweet relief in California today. As we've learned, P-22, the famed mountain lion, has been euthanized. Heartbreak because P-22 was beloved by so many relief because he was badly injured.
2: Carlos and Sam, this was not an easy decision. And it's sad because P-22 has become such a Hollywood fixture.
0: The mourning and the sadness, like... I mean it's I just didn't understand it Like I love my cat But don't post about Somebody
2: else's cat
0: Somebody else's roaming sick Old lion that shouldn't be Out there anyway P22 TJ he had a name
2: (laughs) You heard it here TJ Shanoff hates wildlife Love the album Love the album Hate the animals.
1: (laughs) The word wild applies to
0: the words you and me.
1: Well, I had a wonderful holiday. Thanks for asking. Well, how was yours, TJ?
0: (laughs) Hey, Tony, how was your holiday since nobody asked? (laughs) How was it? It was great. You want to see what I
1: raked in? Because that's what Christmas is all about. Yeah, what'd you rake? I got a Beatles, Hot Wheels, uh, Hard Day's Night... Dairy delivery truck.
2: Awesome. The the cows come home.
1: I got this Stamp Out the Beatles t shirt. That's so cool. Stamp that is awesome. Out
0: the We're going to stamp them out, mash them in the ground, whip them real good.
2: We got to do a play on that for some Untitled Beatles merch. Yes,
1: I I got an Untitled Beatles podcast T-shirt. Hey, uh, that you can get here on the. I went with teal. I went with teal and the wildlife uh, hype sticker version. That's have, sharp. Yeah, we have a bunch of merch that. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll tell you all about the merch later on in the episode. I also got this great book, The Beatles BBC The Archives. Uh, Kevin Howlett. It's a great book and it's a great package. It looks like a tape box. You open it up, there's some great inserts. You get a you get this stuff that looks like you work at the BBC or whatever, but they give you all these like transmissions from Lennon in 68. You get a groovy glossy that I've never seen
0: before of the Fab's. That's a great picture.
2: Goodbye George, goodbye John.
0: Ring a ring a pull Rodney back. <laughs> Thank you very much. Goodbye.
1: Bye-bye. And then the book itself is great. In fact, I used it uh for our uh, our episode today When we're going to celebrate The 60th anniversary of Please Please
2: Me 60th anniversary, do you believe it? Feels like it was yesterday <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think Paul ripped yesterday off from Please Please Me
2: Yeah, oh, it's like, it's a very It's just a loose cover, I think Nobody talks about that, and they should <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yesterday I said these words to
0: my
2: Looks as though you never even tried,
1: and also real quick, uh, Bruce Spizer. sometimes every now and then he has a sale where he gets rid of uh, books that have, I don't know, anomalies about them. Anyway, I got the Beatles White Album Bruce Spizer book for 10 bucks, man. Ooh. And it looks like there's nothing wrong with it. So thanks, Bruce, my friend. I got three of the Bruce Beiser books on
0: clearance as well. <laughs> did you? Good for you, yeah. man. Which ones did you get? I got the White Album book. Oh, you got it too. Good. Awesome. Yeah. Which is, I mean, look, I haven't opened any of the, I'm still finishing the Rubber Soul to Revolver. Yes. Um, I got Get Back to Abbey Road. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I got Magical Mystery Tour and Yellow Submarine. Oh, that's so cool, man. Yeah. And they were all $10. They look great. I mean, right? Bruce Beiser, his books are becoming Lewison, and, and, to your point, the Kevin Hollett BBC book, which uh, Carrie got me for Christmas a decade ago when it came out. It's a beautiful book. I do not have the pepper one. Yeah. Maybe we'll do
1: a trade until, you know— the next time he puts him on clearance yeah like when you get done with mystery tour and stuff I'll I uh, I get done with this as, as you can see I'm not done with it with this bookmark but yeah man let's lend them to each other which
0: oh is- thanks for telling me what a bookmark is <laughs> <laughs> I'm an idiot I get it but I have seen a bookmark but have you used one helps <laughs> find the place helps me
2: find the place interesting question. This is very, I'm interested to hear from both of you. I imagine since you're both like actual passionate Beatle fans, all of your friends and family must know that about you and you must get, you know, I was like, as a kid, I was a drummer. So like all of my gifts would be drum tchotchkes and stuff. Sure. I, I'm curious to know how much do you experience that of like getting beatle League gifts and how often are they like, It sounds like Carrie got you a great book. Like, Carrie seems plugged in. She probably knows what a good Beatles tchotchke is. But, like, do you get beetle garbage, too, that you're constantly sifting through? Beetle garbage. That's a whole other episode. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think there is.
0: I mean, I I don't think there is such a thing as beetle garbage. I think even the fun, random, weird novelty stuff that I wouldn't buy or hadn't thought of is still fun to have. You know, as a beetle. I mean, I'm not an obsessive collector of, like figurines or like Tony had that, the, uh, hard days night milk truck, uh, from a couple of the hot wheels car (laughs) from the last decade or so that was made. I don't collect that stuff, but like, um, any beetle chachi that's given to me, especially one I wouldn't buy for myself is awesome. It's just fun to have.
1: Yeah. And I would say that since we started this podcast, I've gotten more beetle stuff Uh, I've usually just concentrated on the music like whatever the big thing is like when the White Album reissue came out that was a gift I believe I forget how it went down but you know what I mean like someone will get me stuff like
2: that you don't get like weird Etsy artwork that nobody asked for (laughs) my mom
1: (laughs) tried to give me some 80s like pastel portrait of the Beatles that she found in the basement of her where she lives and uh I was like, "Mom, I don't like that." <laughs> uh
0: yeah, my mom uh in 2009 when I was in my still in my 30s, my Jewish mother got me a Christmas ornament that said "Merry Christmas TJ" with a bad artwork of the Beatles on it. And I remember being like, "Mom, that's very sweet, but maybe don't get me Christmas gifts." <laughs> And if you do, use that money for, like, a gift card at Reckless. (laughs) Like, don't, like, it's a, this this is thoughtful, but look at the picture of them. It's like. (laughs) It's grotesque. (laughs) It's
1: kind of gross. Yeah, fan art is a fun, weird little world. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, you remember last week we had this contest asking you to send in paintings, drawings, cartoons, photo montages of the Beatles. And uh, we got an absolutely fabulous lot of entries from you. We must congratulate you all together. I think we had about 32 sackloads of
2: entries. So, fellas, do you want to have a look at them? See how you look to the others? I would prefer not to. I'm sorry, we didn't get to hear TJ. How was your holiday? Lovely holiday.
0: You know, when you have a little one, uh, it's all about making them happy. So he got a full Hanukkah and he got a full Christmas. We were with uh, uh, my in-laws in Virginia. It was wonderful. We didn't have any travel issues. And as long as my kiddo had a good holiday, I feel like I had a good holiday. So it was fun. That's that's nice, man. That sounds wonderful.
1: Well, happy holidays. Happy New Year. As you know, I, I spend every New Year... Wherever the local camera crews are covering New Year's Eve, I always find them, and I always, I'm always waving in the background. You know, I do that every year.
2: Always trying to sneak in to kiss Mark G Greco. Yeah,
1: <laughs> one time Mark G and Greco that anymore. He shoved me like when the, uh, when we weren't on the air. He shoved me. He's like, get out of the shot. And then Janet Davies called me a moron. <laughs>
0: What a gift. <laughs> I would love for Janet Davies to call me a moron. I wish I would I want Carol Marine to call me an asshole. I, I long for a lot of things. Who's
1: going to walk in front of the camera? You know what? Why don't you come and do the show? Oh,
0: now now stop. We have okay. a minute 18 left.
1: Well, we do have a very big announcement to make, and that is that we have stepped up and we are now currently on Patreon or Woo! Matreon. We actually we, you know, Whatever. Or treon, you know? So let's not pick a... They treon
0: Non-binary. non Why do we have to gender everything? <laughs> <laughs> theytreon is the great... I'm trademarking that right now. <laughs> BRB. <laughs> uh, so nothing
1: here will change. Um, yeah, we're still going to keep putting out content. We're going to keep doing it for free. Um But if you are in the mood... That all you need is love, you're playing. <laughs> In the mood, Glenn Miller. Well, TJ, as you know, there are Three levels on the Patreon. <laughs> yeah. Remember that? You came up with that. You were it's like levels. the first time. I Remember, you just had your first joint, like just over Christmas, when the three of us were all hanging out. Can't forget that. Remember that? You took a puff of the joint and you said, write this down, Tony. There are three levels. Yeah, that's,
0: I mean, <laughs> me and Paul, the first time we ever get high. That's what we talk about. Just love that clip in anthology.
1: I thought I got the meaning to life that night.
2: And I went around trying to find our roadie. Mal, 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 get a pencil and a paper. I've got it. I've got it. There are seven levels.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, there are only three (laughs) levels here. Casey, would you like to do the honors of describing each level?
2: I would. And just to reiterate exactly what you said earlier, Tony, we love doing this. It's a labor of love. Uh, We're just trying to keep the lights on. We've been going out of pocket for all of the, you know, hosting fees and website costs and recording equipment and trips and things. So if you have cash and you feel inclined to support it, we love you. Thank you. If you don't, please don't sweat it. We will stay free. But we threw up three levels. Level one, the Casbah Coffee Club, that's the dollar a month level. Uh, And essentially what you get if you join the Patreon, is you get to come hang out with us on our Discord. So we have some folks who we've been hanging out with on Discord for a while. Everybody who is on Discord, you are grant, you are in forever. You're grandfathered in. Uh, but from here, that's fr- your first wish. <laughs> uh, so we've got a Patreon only Discord now. So uh, it's kind of a cool place where Tony, TJ, and I, uh, you know, hang out. It's cooler than Facebook. You know, a little more interactive. It's where we go to chat and think of episode ideas and talk about episodes we release. We also release our episodes early for the uh, the Discord as well. So $1 a month gets you access to the Discord. Or you can up-level to the Cavern Club, $3 Ooh. a month. Cavern Club.
1: I like, I like this. So the Casbah, you know, that was where they kind of started off. And then they elevated to the Cavern, you know.
2: And then you're like a serious kind of local act, right? You know, that's the $3 a month level. It also gets you access to our Discord. We didn't think about this too hard. (laughs) That's about it. But the most popular uh, option that we have, I'm looking at the Patreon, it's got a box around it saying it's most popular. So thank you to the folks who've already signed up. Uh, Our $5 a month level, the Star Club. That's when you've really rocketed into the next stratosphere. Mokshao. <laughs> Mokshao.
1: Yeah. And you have to wear a toilet seat around your head at all times.
0: <laughs> and be drunk all day. <laughs> and take little little pills. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh, At the $5 a month level, you get access to our Discord And there's one added perk, which is our $5 um, patrons We will shout you out in all of our episodes going forward So I think to kick things off We should shout out our sort of inaugural uh, patron supporters Let's do it, can you dig it?
1: Long live George Harrison, thank you Glenn Kay from
0: IOA Dig it And hey, how about DZ Keys, a.k.a. Beetle Dave, a.k.a. the keyboard player in the Beetle cover band at my wedding? Thank you,
2: Beetle Dave. And of course, Susan from Baltimore. Thank you, Susan. So glad to have you on board. Matt Kuharski. How about you? (laughs) We don't have a good rhyme for Kuharski. I got one. Kuharski and Stutch. There it is.
1: That's a Starsky and Hutch spoonerism.
0: There you
2: go. I forgot that's a spoonerism. Good uh, literary, literary
0: term. What does that mean? What's a spoonerism?
1: <laughs> that's like, uh, this, there used to be a, a deli in um, Rogers Park where all the sandwiches were spoonerisms. And that is where you, you, you take two words and you mix up the first letter of each word. And here's my least favorite sandwich of them all. It would be smart fella. But the sandwich was named Fart Smella. And people would order a sandwich with that name.
0: (laughs) That's that's clearly a Blink 182 album. (laughs)
2: Uh, and last but not least, Ted Burrich. Ted, thank you so much for supporting the show. Um, our star club. Uh, it means the world to us. We have a couple other supporters as well at our $3 and $1 level. Again, any money you can spare, we appreciate it. If you can't, don't, don't sweat it. We're here. Thanks a lot. Uh, we also on the website just added two other ways you can support the show. Uh, there's a tip jar if you feel like just buying us a cup of coffee. You can PayPal us a couple bucks, uh, or the cooler thing you could do probably is you can buy Untitled Beatles merch. Yeah, our Apple Boutique will never
0: close. All right, this is this will be open. <laughs> we are trendsetters, yes. and.
1: You can do as much shoplifting on our on our website as they did at the Beetle <laughs> boutique, at the Apple Boutique. <laughs> not just
0: not just when we close. You can do it all the time. Yeah. Feel free to Casey, that's our that's our business model, right? Shoplift from us? Yeah, sure.
2: Shoplifters of the world. Unite and take over. So thank you to all our inaugural supporters. Check it out. You can find it all at Untitled Just click the support the show button, and you'll find links to all that stuff.
1: But don't worry. Nothing's going to change. You know, we're still going to talk about different strokes and facts of life when we should be talking about the Beatles. Um, Confidential to TJ. Did you see this memo from our producer, Casey?
0: No, I don't read the memos anymore. Those aren't for on-air talk. Guys. Hi, team.
1: Hope everyone enjoyed their paid time off. But it is 2023, and it is time to rock and roll. Uh, Here are a few new things for Q1! Four exclamation points. Dress code. Everyone is expected to be well-groomed and wear clean clothing, free of holes, tears, or other signs of wear. Clothing should not be too revealing. That's for you, TJ.
0: Wait a second. Are we working for Casey or Jimmy John?
1: (laughs) Or Jimmy James. (laughs) I guess we have a new sponsor. Uh, Okay, so Reba McIntyre has a brother named Paik. And Paik McIntyre has a shop where he's selling guitar-shaped fish sticks. Do you like the sound of a twangy guitar? Well, what if we told you that guitar tasted like a fish? Here's where TJ says yum. Oh, you're supposed to say yum, TJ. Yum. Come on down to Paik McIntyre's Hot Country Fish Fry. Each guitar-shaped fish stick is lightly breaded in Paik's secret family country spices. With locations in Papua New Guinea and the Maluku Islands, it has become a destination dining spot. Doctor says clean fish, clean bill of
0: health. Pick types hot country fry. The Kenny Rogers marketing team will not be happy. Alright, should we talk about the Beatles? Please. Jesus Christ. So we're 116 minutes in. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Thank you for all that. The housekeeping, the half-hour housekeeping is done, and now it's time to talk about the Beatles. We wanted to talk about 2023, what we're looking forward to, uh, maybe things on our wish list, and also to celebrate Please Please Me's 60th anniversary. TJ, what are you looking forward to in
0: 2023? I think the thing I'm most looking forward to after how beautiful Revolver was is, why not this be the year for Rubber Soul? Rubber Soul! Hey! They're going in vague chronological order. A Rubber Soul remix would be up next. Um. Now they still didn't do a a proper remix of Magical Mystery Tour. I think that the yeah. Blu Ray when when that that box set came out that that soundtrack was remixed, but there hasn't been a remixed uh, for streaming or CD. So Magical Mystery Tour could use it, but yeah, Rubber Soul, my favorite album, and it's, I think I've said on the show before, my hope is that vinyl set would come with a one eighty gram first time reissue of the U.S. Rubber Soul, which has not been issued on vinyl since 1988. Is that right? Yeah.
2: Do you think they'll do that? Do you think they'll... They don't really have a good track record for, you know, observing the U.S. releases. You're right.
0: Except The only one that exists in their mind is Magical Mystery Tour, because yeah. that was just an EP in uh, in the rest of the world. Um but where I think this is different is the Beatles' second album is an anomaly, it's loved, Meet the Beatles is really important, not just for the Beatles in the U.S., but for capital in general, establishing that the Beatles were that viable, but Rubber Soul, the U.S. version artistically... Even uh, Bruce Spizer mentions growing up with it in his Rubber Soldier Revolver book, you know, for two to three generations of American Beatle fans, that album was it. And it is a different album because of how it, each side begins. So if Capitol is ever going to do that and acknowledge the importance of an American album, this would be the box set to do it in.
1: Yeah, man, I would love that. And I, yes, I am with you on that. A hundred percent. I would love to see that. That said, that means they would then have to do extra work on, you know, the songs that were on Help or whatever in the UK. Like, I've Just Seen A Face and all the other ones. Well, actually, there is only
2: one other song from the UK Help LP. It's Only Love. You have to imagine some of that's in progress, right? Like, it feels like they're... Now that they've got the Peter Jackson technology, it feels like everything is fair game for remixing. So, A... Do you think they're already working on that stuff? B, do you think there's a plan in place? Because we also have the 60th anniversaries of what? Please Please Me and With the Beatles? Are those, those were both 63? Yes. So do you think those get a reissue or do you think they keep going chronologically back in time? I I know they haven't really talked about that publicly, I don't think.
0: Well, as Huey once said, and you gotta get back in time. Yeah, it's a good point, Casey, and I think they've kind of ditched the pandemic, allowed them to kind of get off the literal time frame mm-hmm. uh, for both Let It Be and also for All Things Must Pass, and Revolver didn't have any rhyme or reason, you know, yeah. 66 in 22, but... Uh, so I don't know if they're going to acknowledge the 60th. I mean, maybe they'll do a, a double thousand dollar box of Please Please Me and with the Beatles in mono and stereo and using, uh, you know, those uh, the the stereo versions are so primitive. Yeah, and Tony. What do you think could be done from an engineering standpoint to make those first couple? Those were so primitive that that's why they were in mono in 1987. That was controversial for those of us old enough to remember when the first four Beatles CDs came out. That they were only in mono. There was a lot of there were a lot of fans who were like, "What? What is this? What's the purpose of buying this new technology to hear stuff in this antiquated format?" Well, I mean, word on the
1: street is that it's going to be Rubber Soul. That's what I've. That seems to be the The hot goss. The hot goss. Thanks, Casey. (laughs) (laughs) I love the idea of word on the street, (laughs)
0: Beatles edition.
1: But yeah, that said, yes, yes. We're coming up on these anniversaries, and it's like with the new technology where you can isolate the tracks that are on two track, you know, or in three track and stuff like that. Right. I alluded to this a little bit when we were talking about revolver, like there's that big edit in She Loves You that you can hear. And when the CDs came out, it only made it, that edit so much clearer. Like, is this getting into then, like, we get rid of that edit, we smooth that edit out using AI or whatever, we, we pull from some other mix and fade it in so that the edit isn't such a razor blade slice? And then what is that, you know? that's also what is that? it's like taking the Mona Lisa and deciding like, no, that's definitely a smile and we're going to add some teeth. You know what I mean? <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah th- uh, yes. That is a great analogy where I would say it differs a little is that the Mona Lisa is not trying to constantly resell itself. And I don't know if, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Mona Lisa, Mona Lisa,
1: Mona.
0: And painted the picture While Mona Lisa She could be the Mona Lisa For better or for worse, the Beatles and the surviving family of John and George, and in the not too distant future, God willing, it's many, many years from now, but it's going to be Paul's family and Ringo's family when there are no surviving Beatles left. And guys, their goal is always going to be twofold, preserve the legacy, continue to make money. And in 2022 you're going to make way more money doing a quote-unquote remix of She Loves You that does eliminate the weird break in the word because she loves you. You can hear the tempo shift, just the tiniest bit. But yeah, because that's going to sell... Hundreds of thousands more downloads and physical copies, because Beatle fans still about the physical stuff, and introduced to a new generation. So, in a sense, you know, you and I are are in our late forties. Think mm. of what's to come. I mean, uh, my wife laughs about like, oh, they're going to reissue this again and reissue this again. We joke about it, but I find merit in this revolver box set. I may I may only listen to these uh, remixes. Uh, for another year or two and then decide I want to go back to the originals that were cleaned up so nicely in 09. But in the interim, sure, it's fun to hear this music we love in a different way being created by the son of the Beatles producer. I don't think anything sacrilegious about this. Casey, from a slightly younger generation, what's your thought on like, okay, there's the original mix and there's the new mix and there's this, what do you want to hear and do you think it's sacrilegious to remix all this stuff?
2: That's a good question. I don't. I want to hear it. I want to hear it all gussied up and, and screwed with again with new technology. Uh, I, as long as it's like clearly labeled, I think that's the part that I think they've done a better job of recently. But I, to me, I found it, you know, since starting to work on this show, part of like one of the things as a casual Beatles fan, I have no sense of the canon. Like I can't my brain can't track like, wait, what versions of what albums are out there? Um, And I think at least with these newer sets, like when you find them on YouTube, you know which one is the 2009, you know which one is the 2021. And I think as long as they like continue to timestamp, I think as long as they're transparent about like, you know, this was Giles Martin and Sam O'Kell who really like ran with this, the same way that Phil Spector ran with Let It Be. Uh, As long as I think we tell that story, I'm here for as many versions of it as people wanna keep putting out.
1: Well, let me posit this. Um, The early Beatles music, I don't think it resonates as much with younger people. Our generation included, Gen X, TJ, Revolver, obviously, White Album, Abbey Road. Their later stuff, I think, speaks, it sounds more modern. I think their early output seems really tied to like, oh, early 60s, black and white. Do you, do you think the younger generations are going to get as excited about Please Please Me or even with the Beatles, you know, over Revolver? Not over
2: Revolver, I don't think. But I don't know. That's yeah. part of why I want to hear it, right? Is like some of the cool stuff listening to the remixes that have come out in the past two years is hearing this music that has all felt a little bit a wash of like my parents vinyl collection. And then you hear it like super lively and nice headphones and suddenly I'm hearing parts of the song that I didn't even know were there and I found it surprisingly emotional and so I think I kind of want to know I don't obviously those recordings aren't as layered and as you know experimental right but I'm that's why I want to hear it like I want to hear what you can mine out of it like what else is in there to tease out and what that experience might be like.
0: I have spent a lifetime since I was a teenager <laughs> defending the Beatles' early output. I mean, as yeah. we'll discuss later on, and everyone knows my my favorite Beatles song is "Please Please Me." I think all told, I'm a mid period guy. I'm I'm a help. Think thinking of the '87 CDs. I'm a help. <laughs> rubber Soul, Revolver guy. Probably more than anything, but the early stuff maintains a freshness that uh, yes, I, and Tony, I, you and I have talked about this a million times on and off air, that yes, it evokes the early 60s and more simple kind of black and white, left and right, stereo, primitive sound, but even given that context, it has a freshness that the vast majority of music from that era doesn't have, save for maybe Motown and the Kinks and the Stones and early, there's a very small list, and even then, the Beatles' compositions were with all due respect above and beyond what any of their contemporaries were doing and that's why i think the early stuff has a merit that i never want to with the exception of love me do and from me to you Mm -hmm. you know and yes (laughs) there's some lightweight stuff in there but my god the power of she loves you i want to hold your hand in mono uh it, it won't be long starting with the beatles the energy you can't calculate that in a studio, that organic Beatles energy from the hardened years of just gigging and gigging and gigging combined with the songs they were writing, that early music deserves to be not looked at a step down from the late stuff. I believe that needs to be equated maybe with a different weight, but Beatles fans of any generation, I don't think it's fair to say, well, you know, I don't really love the early stuff. You like what you like. I get that, but please appreciate the Genius compositions combined with never before seen in pop music energy.
1: Yeah, and I think a visual component would go long ways in in showing all the the Beatlemania. I was just watching uh, Ed Sullivan performances this morning and prep for this. But just the cast of Oliver. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just watched Topo GGO. There is an amazing moment. They've just just finished playing I Want to Hold Your Hand and they escape off the stage. Like Ringo actually hops off the drum riser and you thud and they all scatter off and the crowd's going crazy.
2: Now, before I tell you about next week's show, let's take a moment right now
0: for an interesting idea from
2: Pillsbury. You
1: just hear these, all these teenage girls, oh! <laughs> like every time he throws the
2: commercial, you get oh! Disappointment. <laughs> oh man, is that what happens when we do the dumb Kenny Rogers Roasters bits?
1: Uh, yeah, oh yeah, definitely. <laughs>
2: Everyone's like You need to add that effect
1: <laughs> That's why we do it you, <sighs> Y'all need to you, Y'all need to Experience discomfort
0: <laughs> At Kenny Rogers Monsters, We want you to be healthy
1: oh Say you You know, I would love to see Back to the Egg and Londontown get their deluxe editions.
0: It's time, Tony. The 45 box set, and you and I listened to a bunch of 45s from that era. It's time. It's time.
1: And you know, yes. And I think that's a good sign with the 45, the Maca 7-inch box set. Yeah, you can see they did some 2022 uh, remasters, I believe. Right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Do you think it was a remix or a remaster?
2: Were they half-speed masters? No, the
0: 45s were not there. Okay. The 45s are not half speed mastered and the 45s are not remixed. They're all straight remasters. Okay, that's what but I But it's thought. stuff that hadn't been remastered. I mean, a couple Back to the Egg in London Town things were, were remastered for Pure McCartney. I think they were remastered for that, for Wingspan. Um, but yeah, they haven't been properly remastered with, with modern technology. Look, we sound like idiots. I, if you're not in on this to hear, well, you know, they were remastered in 01, but not with modern technology, but it's true. I mean, that those 01 remasters for Wingspan were a, a, a little harsh. That was around the loudness wars and all that. Yes. So to have these remastered like now uh, with modern technology, I think will be amazing. And the samples we've heard, uh, with a little luck, the long version was remastered in, I think, 2017 for the Wing's Greatest reissue. That's the first time that long version had been remastered since 93. It was remastered for Wing's Greatest in 2018. Those two albums, Back to the Egg, especially, Tony, I think you and I share a real love for that record. It's a rockin' record. Well, another energy record. It's just fun to hear Paul Rock after the slowness of London town, which I do love, but I yeah. like Back to the more.
1: You know what, man? I gave London town a spin yesterday and I, I'm easing up on it. I know I've been harsh on London town. I think it's just because that the lyrics on that opening track set the tone for me.
0: Don't watch the video. Do not watch the music video for it. I'm serious. It's a li- it's a literal telling with like a, a guy doing mime and a clown. Like it'll make you very upset.
1: Oh, I gotta see it then. It'll be. It sounds like a karaoke video, you know. And used to used to do karaoke, and they'd have music videos playing, and they were like the weirdest music videos ever.
2: I'm a little less excited. I mean, I'm, I, I'll am i be excited to hear those when those come out. But like the late 70s era, again, I haven't listened to a ton of the solo output. It feels less exciting to me. And learning the solo canon has been one of the parts I've loved most about uh, working on the show. Right. We did Ram. We did Wildlife. We did Plastic Ono Band. Um, I've really enjoyed that part. And I just wanted to I, I know we're not tethered to chronology, but 50 year anniversary 1973. You ready for this? Red Rose Speedway. I can't get over myself. Fall into the hands of love. Living in the material world. Living in the material world. Mind games. Out the blue can't tweet. Ringo. <laughs> Which is maybe is from what I've heard is the best ringo. I think I've only heard photograph off of that, but why did you pr-
0: back off Goodnight Vienna Son?
2: <laughs> <laughs> know
0: your role. Was that a hot take, <laughs> accidentally? No. It's a great it's a, it's his best album.
1: Let me add to that list Approximately Infinite Universe.
0: Oh, oh.
2: Really? That's seventy-three?
1: Feeling the Space. I think she put out two records in 73.
2: My bone it's
0: moist. Like a on the street. A prolific year for Yoko
2: Casey. I mean, look at him. Okay. And, and <laughs> last but not least, Band on the Run. <laughs> oh, yeah, that one too. <laughs> That's a lot. I mean, I know we don't technically have to cover every 50 year anniversary of everything, but I wouldn't be sad if we covered, if we did deep dishes into each of those records. And hey, Casey, did I miss this or did you mention the Live and Let Die single? Oh, I did not. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. there's that too.
1: When you were young and your heart was an open book,
2: you used to say, The Paul McCartney cover of the Guns N' Roses tune. GNR <laughs> did it better. And,
0: and yeah. why is Axel doing it in a lower key? That all oh, that cover pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> the key. So the key. You were young <laughs> and your heart wasn't low.
1: I'm just throwing this out there, guys. Are we ever gonna see sometime in New York City deluxe reissue? I don't know. Well, we're past the 50th. (laughs) Yeah, we're past the 50th on that one.
2: I was reading somewhere like they haven't announced obviously a release date, but Sean has gone on record multiple times saying it's coming in 2022 and just like crickets.
1: We're waiting for it to come out so we can do a true deep dish on it.
0: It's been, it's tricky because it's been my least favorite. I even put it below like live piece in Toronto. It's been my least favorite Mm. Beatles album for so long. Please, excuse me. It's been my least favorite solo John album for so long that uh, I've kind of, I look forward to revisiting it and seeing if I begin to like it more. But even when those, when the CD came out, the double CD and like the, Back before they were Separate CD covers Remember they'd have Like the jewel cases That would be connected yeah. I didn't buy it It was in the double long box It was the only John Lennon CD In the initial issues In the late 80s I didn't buy
1: Well I, I, I do think A remix of Scumbag Might change your mind
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it will
2: Anything else? What else do you guys have on your list for 2023?
1: Live concerts. TJ, let's go see Ringo this year.
0: Oh, I would love. There's two reasons I want to see Ringo with you. Casey, this goes for you as well.
1: Yes, Casey. (laughs)
0: Am I invited? (laughs) (laughs) As of now, let's see how your performance reports go. Yeah, Let's see how Q1 goes. Am I old enough to get in? Will they let me in? Dude, you will be the youngest person. It'll be you and a bunch of nine-year-olds who are dragged there. At the, there'll be no disparity. It'll be me and Harrison. It'll be me and your child. will be the <laughs> right? two youngest people. No, I, I, I don't think I'm gonna make my son sit through 15 <laughs> minutes of Rosanna <laughs> torture him like that. But that's just it. So the great thing about seeing Ringo live, and I know you saw him with with uh uh with Paul, uh Tony, but to see an all star band show one, it's, it's just so fun seeing a Beatle and he still has so much energy and like Ringo does really sell the the songs. he never phones it in. And two, it's so fucking weird. It's so strange <laughs> it seeing is. the collection of people that are so, because it is, it's like, oh, the guy from Toto and, and, and you're the one from journey and you, and it's just, it's, it's not going to last forever. So I hope we can see it together.
1: I would like that. Yeah.
0: And do we know, is Paul coming to Chicago this year? Sure hope so. I won't miss that. There's no way I'll miss that show.
1: Yeah, we should go.
0: He hasn't been... He didn't do it on that last kind of mini tour. I I just couldn't spend the money to travel to go see him when he toured uh, in 2022. But if he's here local... Like, my rule for seeing McCartney at this point in my fiscal responsibility life is Chicago... St. Louis, Milwaukee, Indianapolis, maybe Detroit. You know what I mean? Like, if he's in the Midwest, if he doesn't play Chicago, but if he plays two, three hours away, yeah, I'll take a road trip with you for sure. I've
1: been to Reno, Chicago, Fargo, Minnesota, Buffalo, Toronto, Winslow, Sarasota, Wichita, Tulsa, Ottawa, Oklahoma, Tampa, Panama, Maddowalala, Paloma, Bangor, Baltimore, Salvador, Amarillo, Tocopilla, Barranquilla, and Padilla, I'm a killer, I've been everywhere, man. TJ, are you looking forward to anything this year?
0: I am. You know, we've talked about going to shows together, but we've forgotten Billy Beetlefest Preston. We're going to (laughs) Beetlefest together this year. Oh, yeah, man. We're going to make that our next big uh, uh, scheduled trip. Something may happen uh, earlier in the year, but yeah, we're all going to go. I'm going to find a way to postponed it's literally on my 11th wedding anniversary is the Saturday at Beetlefest it's it's that day
2: I thought you were doing your anniversary at Beetlefest and letting me and Tony come along well i <laughs> family anniversary <laughs> yeah come on i did uh, come on, i did propose that and
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> I said, but it'll be so fun. I, but the, the angle I took was, but you'll have so fun, you'll kind of get to see me in my element. She's like, <laughs> She's been to Beetlefest twice. She's like, I've seen you there in your element. I don't need <laughs> to do it
1: like, again. Yeah, that's called Elements Memory. Uh, all right, well, yes. Well, yeah, so maybe we'll go to Beetlefest Chicago this uh, August. That's yeah. the plan. That'll be fun, man.
2: Maybe I we'll do like a live taping event. So if any... Uh uh, untitled Beatles, Beatles, Are in the Chicagoland area, we could do some sort of uh, gathering of the of the Beatles.
1: Yeah, that would be fun. I would actually love to do that. It'd be fun to get you on piano and me behind the drum kit, and we could do our thing. And then we could also just play Beatles songs, you know, when yeah. when we <laughs> do like
0: live drops. <laughs> Yeah and yeah and #provident yeah and That's I'm TJ's new there. improv
2: book. He's like, I have this great a new rule of improv. It's called Yeah and. It's pronounced yeah. and <laughs> Yas and yeah,
0: yeah, Yas That's and so cool. <laughs> um, yeah. I uh, I think we should just learn Bad Boy in its entirety and almost do like a tribute to Soares, but just to the bad. We 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 have enough musician friends. What if we do bad boy in its entirety in twenty twenty two live.
2: I that is not a terrible idea. TJ. Yeah. I think we should maybe make a couple phone calls about it. Yeah, why not?
1: Wow. Yeah man. No, I can learn that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's the 60th birthday of T.J. Shanoff's favorite Beatles song, Please, Please Me, released January 11th, 1963 in the UK. It was their first number one on the NME, on the Melody Maker, on the BBC, but it was only number two on Record Retailer.
0: Which is why it's not on Beatles one. That's
2: what they say. Oh.
1: Yeah. That later, that was a trade publication, and it later became the UK Singles Chart. So, whatever, man. Uh, Yeah. I'm with you on that, TJ. I'm not like, yeah, but. Yeah, (laughs) but. Yeah, but. Yeah, Yeah, man. So, uh, it was also re-released on Parlophone in December of 1982. Yeah. Eighty-two,
0: I've, so there you go. Man. Eighty-two. I've got the uh, single with the picture sleeve. That's so it's, cool, man. It's this. It's the one that they use when they put it on the little CD threes and those ka- singles I showed you when you were over, uh, Tony. Um, yeah, I mean, it's. A, a, I'm not going to belabor the point. I'll say this in exactly ten seconds. That song has more power, energy, and unexpected chord changes. Great harmonies. The stereo version where they're singing. D- different lyrics it's got kind of a little punk element to it yeah uh, i mean i i i think it's the greatest song of their early years and it's just my favorite i recognize it's not their most sophisticated song it is my favorite beatles song of all time i love that that is your favorite beatles song i think that's really kick-ass man
2: yeah it's very pure
1: by John at uh, Aunt Mimi's on Menlove Avenue, credited to McCartney Lennon, like all the songs, uh, all the originals, I should say, on Please Please Me. Inspired by Roy Orbison, originally it was a slower, bluesier thing. We've, we've talked about this on the show. George Martin comes in, thinks it sounds dreary. Those are his words. Suggests a tempo pickup. The guys are kind of like, I don't know. And then they realized after they tried it, they, yeah, George was right. And if if I may, this is from Paul's lyric book. Uh, This is one of the songs featured in that. That was one of the great things about working in collaboration. I could bring in something that John would spot needed alteration. He would bring in something that I would spot needed alteration. Then, if neither of us spotted the problem, George Martin would. That collaboration made the Beatles a very lucky little group to be in. Isn't that funny? Like, he also acknowledges, man, how lucky they were. Their story is such a... They worked hard, man, but they got some amazing
0: breaks. Yeah. it's uh, Who would have thought at the time that being rejected by Decca would be the greatest thing that would ever happen to that band? It, yeah. It's a, it's such a lesson yeah. in uh, being rejected as being uh, sometimes, even though it doesn't feel like it in the moment, sometimes it's exactly what you need. Oh baby you Oh my keyboard shut off
1: (laughs) (laughs) You gotta pay that utility bill TJ Oh
2: what the fuck So much for Patreon keeping the lights on (laughs) Oh
0: baby you I'm still going for it again
1: Uh, please, please me. recorded in 18 takes on November 26th, 1962. Uh, it was performed 12 times on the BBC and twice on television. Uh, they made their television debut on April 16th, 1963 on the 625 show. And they closed that show with a, a version of Please, Please Me. And you can hear this seven different ways that they've released officially. You have the original mono,
0: come on, come on, come on, come on.
1: then the stereo mix. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Uh, Anthology One, they've got the Andy White version recorded September 11th, 1962, and the feel is totally come different. On, yes. No harmonica on that. Actually, there's no harmonica on on any of the the live performances. I was just gonna say that. Right? Yeah,
0: yeah. And at least in From Me to You, they made up for lack of harmonica by always really singing da 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 da. da, da. They would true. always sing that to make up for the harmonica. Please, please me. They just let the guitar play it. Da, da, da.
1: There are three performances you can hear on the BBC that have been released. Uh, BBC Volume 2 gives us one from Pop Goes the Beatles. A great one. Doesn't it sound wild, though, to me that they sound so tiny on that version? Like it sounds like the Beatles became little like Christmas mice and they're, (laughs) you know, mice come around for Christmas. Did
0: did you ever see Twas the Night Before Christmas, the Rankin Bass (laughs) Christmas special from 74? It's a favorite of mine where it's uh, Joel Gray is a clockmaker (laughs) and, and there's a mouse and the mouse thinks Santa's not real. So he sends an angry letter to the North Pole, and Santa's basically like, "Fuck you! I'm not coming to your town." And uh, there's a big montage where George Gobel, not Greg Gumbel George Gobel, is the mouse's dad, sings a touching song about how this kid, this little baby mouse, fucked up Christmas for kids who are dying. It's worth seeing. Uh, we we watch it every year. Here's our first example of how you ruined everyone's Christmas with your opinions. This children's hospital once knew laughter. Best medicine there is, but not anymore.
1: And then there's that Beatles bootleg recordings thing that came out uh, 10 years ago at this point, around that time, almost 10 years ago.
0: Which is, Tony, that's crazy. Casey, I don't know if you know this, but there was a uh, an album that called The Beatles Bootleg Sessions because when a lot of the copyright protections expired 50 years from the date of recording... Um, uh, they were going to be in the public domain if they weren't issued. And I thought there'd be one for every single year. I, I just know. assumed that they're at 50 years' time they, and they stopped. I would love to... Uh, I Bruce Spies is a lawyer. Maybe he knows. <laughs> um, You know, but I'd love yeah. to know why those stopped being released if, if maybe copyright law changed. Maybe one of our smarter listeners can let us know. Water, fire, air, and dirt. Fuck- and Magnus how do they work
1: but there are two performances of this song uh, Please Please Me you get the final of the 12 BBC performances recorded at the Playhouse Theatre in London and then on the Here We Go program from March at the Playhouse Theatre in Manchester the fifth performance <laughs> see I had this I, <laughs> I used my BBC archives book I had to use it so that's how I got that info thank you Kevin Howlett
0: Yeah, it's so interesting because this is a song as big as it was, and of course, I probably got to know it first on the uh, Red album on 62 to 66, Yeah, but other than that VJ issue and then uh, the, uh, uh, the oldies label, which I think the Red oldies label actually said oldies on, I think was a subsidiary of VJ. Uh Capital pressed it briefly on 45, but this was not a 45 you could buy in stores from I think the it was never issued on the orange label. It was never issued on the 78 Purple Capital or the Blue Star Line. So you couldn't go into a store and buy a 45 of Please Please Me from the mid-70s onward. It's kind of a weird forgotten classic, if that makes any sense.
1: Yeah. And it's also actually featured in Let It Be. The Super deluxe, where yes. it's in between takes of Let It Be, and Paul just cranks out a like a half a minute of it on piano. Last night I said these words to
0: my girl. He did this live in the 05 tour. This was an encore song for Paul and his band, and That's they did cool. like a really rockin' version. And he hasn't done it since, but it was wonderful to hear. I get to hear this live at the United Center. Under the six Bulls championship banners, my friend.
1: (laughs) Yeah, man. Your world's like collided and then like made
0: out.
2: All I needed (laughs)
0: was Natalie Portman to hold my hand. I had not met my wife at the time.
2: Come on,
1: Well, happy 60th birthday
0: to you. Please, please me. Little bit of context. In 1985, a song 60 years before that would be from 1925. How's that feel? (laughs) Like math. What? <laughs> Fucking magnets, How do they work? So, at, at any rate, uh, yeah, man, uh, the time is so weird because yeah. what I'm saying is a song that we all love and embrace now is the equivalent to loving, like, way down upon the Swanee River in yes. 1985. I That's understand. That's the point I'm making is time is just so weird <laughs> and how pop culture and time have intersected in the rock and roll era has meant a song that's 60 years old doesn't feel as dated and outmoded as a song that's 60 years old in the 80s. Long walk to get there. (laughs)
1: Long, but I always enjoy walking. and I like long walks on the beach with you, TJ. And you too, Casey. Third wheel. (laughs) 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 No, that... (laughs) Thank you, Casey, for being here. Oh, yeah. Thank you, TJ, for being here. Thank me for being here. Jesus Christ.
2: Thank you, Tony, for keeping the shit show on the tracks, my friend.
1: It's the Untitled Beatles podcast. If you you like what you heard, give us a nice review. Like and subscribe. There is the Patreon. TJ, any last words? This is your last year with us.
0: Yes, Tony. As I begin my last year with the Untitled Beatles podcast, We ask you to give, not for yourself, but for the people who want to give and can't. So give your money to the Untitled Beatles podcast, not for you, but for me.
2: (laughs) You know, I just looked at the website and there's a link to TJ's personal Venmo on there now. When did that get added, buddy? Reach out, touch faith. personal Venmo.
1: Titled Beatles podcast. Like and subscribe. I like when Dylan covered "Knocking on Heaven's Door" too. That was cool. A lot of lot of big Guns N' Roses fans out there. Yeah. From the first gen, they were very influential.
0: It, it bugged me that he didn't have Gene Stapleton doing that. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Dylan.
1: I mean, that's her though on "Heart-Shaped Box" with Nirvana. <laughs>
2: i